Hi everybody, it's Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 83. It's now been 36 weeks, three days, since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today I rushed up the mountain to sit the next to top Zen place because I have therapy late in the morning. But I thought maybe I can run up, get a hike, get the show recorded and move on. So it's possible that I might do part two of the show later on this afternoon from the park. But right now I'm going to do just like voice class and see if I can fit everything I have to say in time enough for me to get down the mountain again. And today's gonna be a pretty cool day. I'm going to give you a report on my second group session at the YMCA, the second group of this show kind of done live. And my first group participant, Karina, puts herself on the bravery report by recording her thoughts after our first group together on her phone and gave me permission to use it on the show. Way to go, Karina. Enjoy your bravery report status. I'm also going to give you some cool announcements about changes that I've made and features I've added to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. I'm going to share with you my latest progress with my singing lesson, and we're gonna catch up with some cool comments from Rachel and Amy, who are still working their way through the shows, and I'm going to end up with some cool comments featured by Cheryl, Suzanne, and Sue from the UK, all about last show, my voice lessons, are the Brave Companions creative Halloween, and comments from Amy from Wisconsin's phone call. So stay tuned while we listen to the inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, and I find out what I'm gonna let go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never Josh, Josh, here I am in the top of the mountain enjoying myself and thinking, hmm, I wonder what will come to mind today. And sad to say, I can't put it off another moment. That's right, brave companions, I need to let go of procrastination. Now, if you've been listening to any of Alan Standish's shows or our interviews, you know that as perfectionists, procrastination is high on our list of things that we tend to do, right? If we can't do it perfect, we just won't do it all, or we'll tell ourselves we'll do it tomorrow or next week or the day after. And you know, when I think about procrastination, it's easy to think about our to-do list, right? Like the phone call I need to make to a business phone call or to the doctor. I need to make an appointment to get this checked out or I need to get my tax things ready to file or chores or, you know, it's really been a long time since I moved all the knickknacks off of the desk and maybe it should get a thorough dusting and cleaning and those kinds of things are easy when it comes to procrastination. And I think as compulsive eater people or people that have emotional issues with food, we also procrastinate doing something about that, right? Like when I would think that dieting was the right path for me, I would get this whole thing of, well, I think I'll go on the diet, you know, what day? Monday, of course, or next week, or in a couple days, or after the party. And what would I do in the meantime is I would eat in a way that was not intuitive. I would 
do what they call last supper eating and eat everything that wasn't nailed down, whether I liked it or not, because I knew come D-Day, diet day, <laughs> that I wouldn't be eating those ever again, right? We're never going to eat this chocolate ever again is kind of the feeling. I'm going to have, you know, broccoli. I'm going to have carrots. I'm going to have lean meat. I'm going to have these kinds of foods. I'm not going to have these snack foods. So by putting something off into the future, like a diet plan, so I'm not even going to talk about whether a diet plan is good for me, but by putting off what I think I should do, it gives me all kinds of bad stuff going on in the here and now, right? It's just like if I put off doing my taxes till later and let my receipts kind of go willy-nilly wherever into this box or this junk drawer or this, what happens? is one, it's on my mind, I really need to be doing that, I really should be doing that, but when it comes time to go to the accountant, oh my God, I'm like a tornado going through our home, trying to find all these receipts and organize them and they turn into a whopping big horrible job. Whatever we put off tends to amplify and screw up our life, whether it's on the surface level or underneath it. You know, just that feeling of unease, of there's something I need to do. Well, I'm not going to think about that, so let's have some chips. <laughs> but you still kind of have that feeling in the back of your mind, even if you've pushed it down. But the other day, and especially after reading the comments I'm going to share with you towards the end of the show, I was realizing that we don't just procrastinate on our chore type things or our dieting type things or things that we want to put off like going to the doctor, we procrastinate on our dreams. That's right. We procrastinate on doing what we love. And this isn't because of something we don't want to do or it's boring. It's because we have fear. And just like the procrastination goes, you know, if I can't do it perfectly, I won't do it. You know, if I don't have the perfect system for filing my tax receipts, if I don't have a database built where I can enter it as I go, or all this stuff, then I'm just going to throw it into this mess and deal with it later. I kind of did that with my life. As you know, in the last few months, I've been going to voice acting class and I've been going to a singing teacher, both. I've been doing two things that have been dreams of mine for a very long time, or secret wishes, or things that I just assumed, oh, I can't do that. You know, I'm too fat. <laughs> How many of you have said that? Even if you're not really overweight, you know, from the outside point of view, but, or I feel too fat, or I'm not this, I'm not that. For me, fat was a big one. I still feel uneasy. I have to be honest with you. I'm pretty comfortable in my body in general, but when I'm meeting new people, especially around this LA area where fitness is so focused on, I mean really focused on, there's a lot of actors and actresses and models and singers and people who need to look even more slender and fit to fit you know, their PR image, or at least they think they do. There's also a few exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, the wannabe people and the people who are in the entertainment industry are very focused on what they look like and their appearance and is their hair done and are they wearing the latest thing. That for me, who's kind of a, well, the nicest way to put it is I'm a very low maintenance kind of person. I can kind of spiff myself up and get my hair done in the salon and put some makeup on and put on a nice looking outfit but I've definitely never been the kind of lady that will not leave the home without putting mascara and lipstick on. I prefer zero makeup. Do I think I look better with zero makeup? No, but 
I don't like how makeup feels on my face, pure and simple. It's like some people don't like scratchy clothing on their skin. I don't like how makeup feels on my face. And I've tried them all. I've gone and had the sheer makeup, the powders, the things. I've had professional makeup done. Now stage makeup is heavy because of the lights. TV makeup is heavy because of the lights. And I've worn makeup when I've had photo shoots for, you know, when you're a speaker, you have headshots. And not to mention the infamous bikini shot that was on episode, I think, 28. I'm not sure about that. But when I've had a professional photo shoot for some reason, I will put on makeup. I will do my hair or have it done. So I understand all this. It's just not part of my makeup. Well, this is a long and rambling way to say that when I'm going out in the world, like to voice acting class, where a lot of people are actors, I feel a little bit uneasy that I'm still the size that I am. Now the size that I am is perfectly fine for coming up the mountain. It's perfectly fine for podcasting, right? Even though I take the selfies and tell you what I weigh when I know what I weigh. Uh, I still have a little bit of that body discomfort. Mark and I went to go see a play at the Pantages Theater a couple of weeks ago and that was fun. But those seats are a little smaller it's an old historical theater than what they're building for the bigger rears of Americans today, <laughs> those kind of theaters. So both of us really had to kind of scrunch in and we were aware not only of enjoying the show, but of feeling that kind of crunched in feeling. So that makes us feel like, well, we can't go to the show until we've lost weight, but we're not dieting. So we don't know that we're gonna lose weight. So brave companions, since I know that intuitive eating right now is the path for me, and because I'm following intuitive eating, I may never be a different size than I am today, what would happen if I put off my life? What if I procrastinated my life? If I said, I can't try voice acting lessons until I'm thin, I'd still be sitting here telling you, oh, someday I want to try voice acting lessons. If I said, I'm going to wait to sing until I'm pretty positive I can sing, I would still be sitting here waiting because as you know, I was convinced in my mind that I really did not have the ability to sing because other teachers in the past had told me this. You don't have an ear, you can't hit the note, you don't know how to sing, you're not going to be able to sing, you don't have the instrument, things like that. Not like, well, let's work on it really hard, they told me straight out, you can't. So I had that false belief in my mind. But even though I had the false belief that I could not sing at all in my mind, I still had the wish to sing. So sing I did, just not in public until I sang for you guys. I sing for myself. I sing when I'm walking around. I sing when I'm dancing around my house, dusting, because that's the only way I can get through the evil house cleaning is to sing and pretend I'm in a musical, you know. And I sing for the cats who love my singing since I sing their name in their songs. <laughs> so I do love it, but I put it off. I'm 55 years old now. Is there any reason why I could not have tried voice acting classes even when I was working? Well, maybe because I was tired, but these classes are on Saturday. If I had had the belief and the guts I could have been trying these voice lessons and the voice acting lessons for years. I've been in California here, handy to many, many good master classes and good places to go to learn your craft. I've been in California more than 20 years. 
So I've had the opportunity, I've had the proximity, I had everything except the belief that one, I deserved to follow my goal, and two, the willingness to fail. The willingness to try and find out, no, this really isn't for you. And you kind of have to have both things. You need to feel you're worth it. And you need to feel that it's okay to try. And that's where we've been talking about the whole lesson thing. Like whatever feedback you get from life, take it as a lesson, as a learning experience. And I'm so happy, Brave Companions, that when I first strapped on this Roland recorder and walked out of my house on day one and started talking about compulsive overeating out loud to myself, and my friend said, this should go on iTunes, and I put it there. I took that risk and see all of the world has now opened up to me. Literally, all of you. Hi, Stephanie from Germany. Hi, Amy in Australia. Hi, Fee in New Zealand. Hi, all of the California buddies. Hi, Amy in Wisconsin. Hi, Stephanie in Quebec. I mean, there's lots of them all over the world. So it opened to me the literal world, my imagination world, and my bravery world. So I think the takeaway is next time that you have a dream, a goal, something that just sparks that spark in your heart, you know what I'm talking about, that feeling of, oh, I want to do this, and you feel the inward, oh, but I can't. Take a deep breath. <gasps> and find a way to take a small step anyway. That's what I'm going to do. At the opening of the show, I mentioned my group participant, Karina, who put herself on the bravery report. Because as you know, I was terrified of facilitating my first live group at the Crescenta Kenyatta YMCA. But you know, the group members were terrified too, to whatever extent they were. That was a brave thing to walk in the door. And Karina, after our first group experience, walked out the door along the street and recorded this. You will hear a little bit of car noise because she's recording as she's walking down the busy road in front of the Y. Hello, Lori. This is Karina and I um, have just gotten out of your class. I shared a lot of um, about myself today and when I get home I'm going to try and listen to the podcast. Um, I think today was good for me because I was able to sum up some of the troubles that I've had with food issues and weight issues. And I really appreciate this class. I like to be able to describe the class without giving anyone's private information away. So I'm gonna work on that. But before I do, I just wanna, wanna say that I think I can help more than just myself by just showing the reality of, of what I've struggled with. 
Okay, over and out. Wasn't that awesomely brave? You know, what really struck me was what she said at the end of her recording, and I want to say it again. Karina says, I can help more than just myself by sharing the reality of what I've struggled with. And isn't that true, Brave Companions? Every time someone steps up, like when Diane the Champion sent in the Bravery Hotline a time when she was struggling with binging, when Amy from Wisconsin last show calls and says, oh, you know, I've been having some struggles with intuitive eating, but this is what I'm doing. When people post their heartfelt comments like Suzanne has done and Cheryl has done and Sue from the UK has done, all everybody who posts on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com are very eloquent, elegant, you are elegant, eloquent and heartfelt. And every time you've done that, someone else has said either in public or called or written to me privately and said, that made such a difference in my life. So hats off to you. I salute you, Karina. And brave companions, if you think what Karina did was brave too, please take a moment to come to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 83 and post some encouragement to Karina that you think that she deserves her spot on the Bravery Report. Now, two announcements related to that. The next meeting of the YMCA group called What's Under Your Food will be on Tuesday, October 21st at the Crescenta Cañada YMCA. And you can go into the front desk and they'll tell you exactly where to go, where it's held. And it's completely free to the community. You do not have to be a Y member. So if you're an LA resident, come to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash YMCA, get the details and come join us at the group. The other thing I wanted to mention is I put Karina on the Bravery Report. I told you several episodes ago that you can put yourself on the Bravery Report. Well, guess what? There actually is a Bravery Report. That's right. I put a page for the Bravery Report on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. And it is at CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com slash Bravery Report, all one word. So you can do two things. When you do something brave, something that was hard for you, when you go forward despite your fear, you can post a comment on the Bravery Report page. You can also open up a PDF certificate that I made you where you can type in your name and what was brave and the date and print it out and put it on your refrigerator, put it on your cupboards, put it on your mirror, put it wherever you want. You can print out as many as you like. So again, hooray, we have an actual live Bravery Report. And from that page, you can also access the episode completion certificate that I made last time for you guys who have binge listened from show one all the way through to the current, or those of you who've been with me all the way from show one all to the current, there is a certificate that you can fill out to celebrate that fact. Another change that I added to CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com is I have a new show audio archive page hosted by Spreaker. That's right, you'll see that in the menu of the show audio archive. And when you go there, you'll see all of the shows in the Spreaker player. And you will see the latest episode is at the top and it goes to the bottom. And you can just keep clicking a more button and you can get all of them. So that's an easy way if you just want to listen to audio, like from show one to show two to show three, or there were shows that you missed, you can go to that audio archive page. Now, as always, if you want to get the individual shows and their show notes, you can do that by either typing in your browser 
you, you know, the URL, compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day, and then the number of whatever episode you want. Or there is a widget that is on the side on a computer or some tablets that's at near the top that says select an episode. People on their smartphones, that is right after the comments on the postings. So there's many ways now to listen to past episodes on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. I hope you enjoy that. One more somewhat minor change is I updated and moved my, bio my biography away from Daily Adventure Tales and put it in with the contact form. So now on the menu it says contact and bio. And so you can write me a note and you can learn about me at the same time. Win-win. So go check out my biography if you haven't done so and write me a note. Tell me what you think. I'd really appreciate it. Now on to the comments. First up is Brave Companion Rachel, who is still working her way through the shows, and she posted this comment that really struck home with me on day 39, and that was a show where I was also pondering how chaos thrives perfectly amid perfection. And Rachel says, Hi there, still catching up, but thoroughly enjoying it. Don't always have access to computer, as I really enjoy listening when I wake up in the early hours of the morning or when doing a chore gets it done quicker. Yes, perfectionism is the heart of my difficulties and sensitivity with overthinking. I had a voice in my head once which said, I don't have to be perfect to be loved, which said a lot. Perfectionism is also linked to lots of different aspects of my life, although now I understand that it doesn't exist and don't want to keep striving for it. It is linked with procrastination due to the, if I can't do it perfectly, then I can't start it, or like you, I feel I am being judged. Same with body image. Unless I have a perfect body, then I don't deserve to have nice clothes or make the best of myself. I did turn a corner, though, a few weeks ago when I painted my porch and it rained afterwards, causing little marks on the gloss. At first, it totally upset me, but I said to myself that it doesn't matter and I couldn't have predicted the rain. At least I had completed after wanting to do it for months and it will be protected for the winter. Two phrases I remember to counteract perfect... Two phrases I remember to counteract perfectionism are just enough is good enough, that's from transactional analysis, and don't get it right, get it written. Life coach, Laura Ramsey. All good stuff, Lori. Thank you. And I have to tell you, brave companions, I so relate about getting your porch painted and having little bubbles on it because when we had remodeled our house or actually redecorated the house a couple years ago, everything was fresh. New flooring, new paint, new everything, new fixtures. Everything was perfect. And I about killed myself for two months with the touch-up paint because, you know, we have cats, we have life, and you get little scuffs on the paint. Things happen. And I would be out there every day with my touch-up paint driving my insane and let's not mention how idiotic it was for me to choose oil rub bronze as a finish of my faucets because oil rub bronze turns green they call it patina but I like the brown color so I've been just a wiping off fool for all these years wiping off these drips of water so they won't turn green finally I got sick of that and said oh what the heck let it turn green if it's going to because I don't have time anymore to try to keep my walls perfect I don't have time to wipe off every drip from the sink every single time it happens but I will tell you it's still kind of hard on me and I'm still tempted to want to do these things but I realize that I have more space in my life 
for things like my voice class, for this show, and for other friends when I'm not so busy tying myself up in compulsive knots, whether it's with food or trying to make my house into a thing of perfection. Next up, new companion Amy in Australia. And remember, she's the lady who shared with us that she's sharing our show with a group of women down under. And she is also working her way through and posted this comment on day 56. Hi, Lori. Really enjoyed episode 56 and came to see your photos. Thank you again for sharing not only the photos, but your thoughts, some of which, again, I could have written. I am only 35 years old, but I too have many before and after photos over the years. And while I'm now at one of the heavier weight ranges for me, I actually feel the best I ever have on day 22 of not binging. Hooray for you, Amy. I have to take a moment now. Hooray for you. That's awesome. She continues. It is also 22 days since I started listening to your podcast. Coincidence? Absolutely not. Listening to you has really helped me to identify and start to address the real cause and not just the weight for the first time ever. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Amy from Australia, XXX. And Amy, I am so proud of you from the bottom of my heart. And what Amy's talking about is I went and posted my weight story photos. And you can see them if you go to the website and click on Lori's weight story. And at the very top of that is a link to my photos because you will see in living color my expanding size, small, big, small, big, small, big, up and down the scale. And I did that as a way to show people what a compulsive yo-yoing dieter looks like. So if you haven't seen them, stop by. I welcome your comments and I hope it helps you feel a little braver about looking at your past also. So thank you for that, Amy. Last episode, I shared with you the clips from my latest voice acting class, the one that I did with Lynn and Matt, and that was really fun, and I had such a good time. And I can't remember, I may have shared with you that I was going to get a report card from my teacher that said whether or not I could move on to the intermediate class or whether I needed to work some more at the beginning level. And I got some numbers here and his comments are as follows. Lori, you did well in these classes. You've got a lovely voice print. You take direction well, and you made good progress. That said, your acting and interpretation could use improvement, but that comes with practice. But if you wish to continue training, I recommend an intermediate level course. Hooray! I did well enough that I can continue on with the intermediate course. So. This is kind of funny though. I kind of doubted that he meant it. So I called him up on the phone. I said, Mark, did you really mean I could do the intermediate course? He said, didn't you read your report card? I said, yes, but I didn't believe it. He said, well, I always say what I mean. And believe me, Mark Cashman is a director teacher who always says what he means and means what he says. And I said that I'm in, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for this, the second series and so if we get enough in the class, you'll hear some more as I go on to the next level of following my dream. Yay for me! And I was going to use the holidays as an excuse to put it off and tell myself I would practice more on my own and then take the intermediate course because there's going to be people there that have much more experience than I do. But what the heck? Learn from the best. Learn with the best. Do the best you can to stretch yourself. And that's what I'm going to go with. 
Also on last episode, day 82, besides sharing about my voice acting class, I also shared Amy from Wisconsin's phone call about her progress with intuitive eating. And Stephanie from Quebec had a question on whether we brave companions are really creative folks. And I asked you all for some Halloween foolish fun if you have it. So I wanted to read just some of the comments and responses. First off is Suzanne, and I got such a kick out of her. And by the way, Suze is Suzanne. So sometimes you might hear me say Suze, and sometimes I say Suzanne. This is the same brave companion, okay? But anyway, I got a big kick out of her because she was posting separate comments as a play-by-play as she listened to Day 82. Some were on Facebook, some were on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com, but I got a real big kick out of that. So on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com, this is what she had to say about my voice acting. What an awesome job you did on that Kroger commercial dialogue. You are a natural at that. At least you sound like a natural. For someone who can't feel all of her face, you can talk fast. It all just sounded so good. Great job. I'm glad you didn't give up. It's a good lesson for me, too. One bad experience in something you have invested so much of yourself emotionally into can feel so devastating. It can be overwhelming. It can feel like there's an inseparable chasm between you and the thing you want, and you just can't get there. But a bad experience or temporary failure is only one part of the whole picture. It's one step on the journey. You are doing so many things right. It must give you a great feeling of accomplishment and promise. Okay, back to listening. And then Sue says on Amy's call, I appreciated Amy from Wisconsin's call. I've not yet read the intuitive eating book, nor have I had success that I need to return to, but I can relate to the problem of having life distract me from focusing on what I need to do or letting it push me totally off the path. Sometimes I wonder how will I ever learn to focus, relax, and be able to connect with myself in chaotic moments. It's like I can't even get a toehold. I'm thrown into a tizzy on a regular basis. I'd like to be able to find an anchor, a cue, some learned way of centering myself. At this point, I feel like the only way I can stop the momentum of this problem is if I were put on an island somewhere or maybe tied to a chair and sedated. Everywhere I turn, there are triggers, triggers, triggers. And then Suze goes on to tell her frustration about her current living situation before she says, I wish it were different, but I have to find some way to cope with it and still find a way to remain calm and centered and be able to communicate with whatever my body is trying to tell me. Besides, eat those caramel rolls immediately. Sorry, my compulsive voice is kind of a shouter. (laughs) Mine too, Suze. Loved your joy on this episode, Lori. You were effervescent. Oh man, I love that word effervescent effervescent i love that word then she went on on halloween she let me know i don't know if i have a halloweeny song but i will look for something the only thing i can think of is chopin's funeral march a bit dreary anyway i can't promise anything but i'll look i have a super busy next couple of weeks thanks again for wanting me to play for you again though you like me laugh out loud (laughs) yes Suze, i like you i really really like you And what I said last show, and I'll say again this show, is if you guys find like a cool Halloween story you want to read on the Bravery Hotline or be a speaker, or you want to write a story and send it to me for me to read, or you have some cool thing that you want to send, if you do that in the next week or so, I'll put together a special Halloween episode. If you don't feel comfortable or you're just too busy and I don't get enough stuff, then don't worry about it. 
that I'm throwing this out there into the universe. If you think it'd be fun to have a spooky, fun, Halloween-y type show, then send me something and Mark and I will whip it up into a extravaganza of Halloween type fun. Back to the comments. Cheryl also had a lot to say on these topics and provided a good story on deciding where and when we might give up an activity that we try without feeling the guilt. Cheryl says, wow, listening to that voice acting lesson was really interesting and all three of you sounded very professional. The thing that surprised me the most was, even though you were trying to shave a few more seconds off your time, you all three articulated the words very well. I could understand every one of them. That's pretty impressive. There are so many things for you to remember as your coach is giving instructions, not just to you, but to the others, and you are right on top of them all. I'll wager if that lesson last time hadn't gone south from what you'd planned, you'd have been every bit as good. I guess learning to roll with the punches is another skill that would come in handy in that business. Boy, I'm going to interject there. It sure does. And that's something I really need to, de to develop is a good thick skin, right? Anyway, back to Cheryl. I loved what you said about being able to move on when it's time without feeling guilty. Ever since I was a kid of five or six, I wanted to learn to play the piano, but there was never an opportunity. Ten years ago, I finally got the chance, and it was a disaster. The perfectionist in me popped out every time I sat down to practice, and I couldn't get through an entire song without starting over if I made a mistake. Even in my lessons, the lovely, patient piano teacher just didn't know how to overcome that problem. So after waiting all those years and taking two years of lessons, I finally decided it was not for me. Had I started when I was young, it might have been very different. But I had no regrets. I'd given it my best shot and proved to myself that it wasn't something I could ever do well, even for my own enjoyment. Still, in the end, I think I felt like I had a bit of a victory because at least I tried and it was my choice to walk away. Having the freedom to choose without feeling guilty is extremely liberating. I know it's something I need to remind myself of often. I think it's particularly important in relationships with toxic ones. And yes, I bet everyone listening to your podcast has a creative streak. I think Stephanie's comments were right on the money. We're sensitive and often get our feelings hurt easily. The question is, which comes first, the being sensitive or being creative? Creative people can be very sensitive, and it's an interesting thing to think about. Another great show, and I love the way your topics have expanded to include so many things besides binge eating. It's brought a new sense of life to the discussion. I think you are right that there are. I think you are right about there being other important things underneath each of our eating issues. Great job. And finally, brave companions, I was thrilled and delighted to hear from Sue from the UK. I was listening to your podcast today and nearly jumped up and shouted, yes. I was thrilled to hear how well you did in all roles in that commercial. It sounded so natural. It made me so happy that you have had that success and that you fought through the temptation to stop after that first disappointment. I love the way you reasoned with yourself. Is that the sort of dialogue you'll be doing in your book? If so, it is very powerful. I was in a school inset session at the beginning of term and we were hearing about having growth mindsets, how we should be encouraging pupils who say they are no good at something to add yet, to be willing to try things and not be devastated by failure, that we grow faster by not getting it correctly the first time, but by trying again, it reinforces the value of persistence, that many successful people had many failures before they saw a breakthrough, etc., etc. 
I know I haven't posted much recently. Life has just been so busy, but I have been listening. It is great to hear all of the new Brave Companions who have joined since I last made a post. Hugs. And my answer to Sue. Wow, Sue, I am so happy to see you posting here again. You have certainly been missed, even though I appreciate all of the Facebook encouragement you have posted there. Thanks much for your kind words, and I think it is brilliant what they say to tell kids and ourselves. I'm not good at it yet. I'm nowhere near my goal yet. I don't have the strength and endurance for my sport yet. Great stuff. I'd post more thoughts, but I'm off to singing lesson now. Hugs, 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 my friend. And I have to be honest, when I heard the playback of that dialogue, I was jumping up and down saying yes, too. It sounded so well and gave me hope. I always felt I could do it, but everything lately seems so against it, like the underdog kid making the last-minute goal in the movie. Yet there it was, somewhere inside, my inner actor came out in a pinch, and I wonder... Where else have I assumed wrongly about what I might do? I wonder what we all assume wrongly. I think is something to really ponder. P.S. My inner talk with myself on my show is exactly what I'm writing about, only I have an embarrassing rich amount of characters whom I talk with in my head, depending on the situation. And speaking of my singing lesson, I actually sang my song for the first time all the way through when the teacher asked me to just think about the words rather than thinking about the notes. And because I love you all, I'm excited to share with you my very first time where I sing all the way through, acting as best as I can while singing in my own little corner from the musical Cinderella.
Well, was it that fun, brave companions to let your fancy free? I'm sitting here in my own little corner on the next to top Zen place speaking to you. I'm proud of myself. I have just time to wrap up and get down to my therapy. So I don't need to go to the park this afternoon. I made my time. My coach, Mark Cashman, would be proud of me. And just like I'm proud of all of you. So don't put off your dreams this week. Go out and do something brave for yourself today and then come back to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash bravery report and tell us all about it. Have a great day. Take care because I really, really care. I'm a slave without a master Heading for disaster Kicking up the dust in the middle of the road I've been waiting on a free Ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone and won't be home.